0: Hello and welcome to another podcast from Blackpool 6th. It's Wellbeing Week and today we're joined with a very special guest, Jill Gray, our Principal. How are you, Jill?
1: Hi, I'm really well, thank you. Um, Yeah, feeling great, a bit fed up of being in lockdown like everybody else but uh, feeling really well, thank you.
0: So in this podcast we're going to talk to Jill a little bit about her, her well-being, what she does to support her own well-being and and her top tips on what you can do to support yourself through, as she just mentioned, currently lockdown. Before we start, though, Jill, I'm just going to ask you a few questions just to get to know the, the real Jill a little bit more. Okay. So would you rather know the history of every object that you touch or be able to speak to animals?
1: Oh, speak to animals.
0: Okay. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in a queue again?
1: Oh, goodness me. Um, Probably never stand in a queue again.
0: Interesting. (laughs) And my final one. Would you rather only be able to use a fork to eat with or a spoon?
1: I think uh, a spoon.
0: Any particular reason why a spoon?
1: Well, I was trying to think of me eating cereals with a fork (laughs) (laughs) or a yoghurt with a fork. So, yeah, that's probably why. And I can use the side of a spoon as a knife as well, you see. And yeah, so that would be my choice.
0: <laughs> Put a bit too much thought into that one, Jill. I think.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what does uh What does well-being mean to you, Jill? Uh,
1: it feels about um, feeling well physically and mentally. More mentally, actually, I think um, out of the two, just feeling good about yourself. Uh, I, I, you may have often heard me say if you've got a healthy mind you've got a happy mind so uh, and that that's really important so yeah just feeling good about yourself
0: And when you say feeling good about yourself what do you do in order to make sure that you, you do feel good about yourself?
1: Uh, I really try hard to balance work and home life uh, and make sure that the two don't combine which is more difficult during a lockdown period of course but I think that's really really important I sleep well Uh, I always have, always aim to have eight hours sleep, uh, sometimes more if I can do. That's really important. I always feel so refreshed when I've had a good night's sleep. And I take time for my family and friends. Um, That's really, really important. So, yeah, those are my my things that I just go to, really.
0: Interesting. Thank you, Jill. One thing that we've talked about in previous podcasts is about our individual roles. So we've had students talk on our podcast about what, what they're finding most challenging and difficult in, in the current circumstances and what they're doing in order to, to help themselves. We've also had a variety of different staff members as well talk about what they're doing. but. In your your position, Jill, at the college as principal, what what have you found most challenging over the last 12 months?
1: I think probably making the right decisions for everybody and considering everybody's needs, because it's not about me, it's about everybody. It's about making sure that we're doing the very best by our students, by our staff. So that's been the biggest challenge. And uh, you will know the government guidance hasn't always been very timely, Uh, And sometimes it comes out and then within 24 hours it's changed. So just having that flexibility and adaptability to make sure that we're still keeping everybody up to date with what's going on and looking after everybody because this is really tough for everybody and it's making sure that you know we're we're sharing best practice so you know working at home is, is exhausting and just trying to share some top tips to make sure that people take time for them that's really important um, and that's what we've tried to do throughout this lockdown period and even when we've come back to work we've had periods where we've been in work as well.
0: So in the earlier question, you said about finding the right balance between work and home life. So you just said there about the challenges that we you've faced at work. but in your personally, so outside of work, what what are the main challenges that you're facing there?
1: Probably uh, not seeing my family and friends in person. Um, I'm fortunate enough to live with my daughter and my granddaughter, so I do see to get, get to see one of my grandchildren, but my other two grandchildren who only live in the next village I only get to see from a distance or over a Zoom call, and, and that's horrible, actually. So that is hard. The other thing, as I, I mentioned, sometimes it's hard to um, finish the day, whereas when you leave work, by the time you get home, You've switched off, or I've switched off. I've put all my work things uh, to bed. Uh, but when you're at home, literally, you walk out of one room and, and you're in out of your, the place you're working, and you walk into to family life, and, and it's just hard sometimes to switch off. So that's that's been a challenge. But I think the biggest thing is just not. Being around people because, you know, and that's the same as the principal. That's been a real challenge. I love being at work. I love going and chatting to staff and students and not being able to do that just like everybody else. It's really hard.
0: A lot of what you've just said there, both personally and and work related, it it all kind of comes back to the same word of uncertainty. We're unsure about government decisions. We're unsure about what college is going to look like. We're unsure about what we're allowed and can do outside of college from from one week to the next do you have any top tips on how to to deal with that uncertainty
1: well, I'm very, very lucky because um, I, I don't worry, over worry, and I know that that is just part of my makeup. It's part of the way I'm wired, and so I know it's not as easy for everybody. But, but one thing I keep trying to get people to think is, is there's no use worrying about uncertainties until they become certain. So you know, don't worry about things that might happen in the future. Let's just look at what we can deal with now, and let's make the best opportunity with what we can do now. So I know I'm, I'm lucky with that. I tend not to get too anxious about things, but it's not as easy for everybody else to do that. So I think it's about... Uh, in some ways, taking control of the things that you can do something about, and that does make you feel better. So you know, I can go out for a walk. I'm allowed a, a, out for an hour today. It's going to make me feel a lot better. So I'm going to do that, and, and it's just taking taking control in that way, really. And and also see every day as an opportunity rather than a, a challenge. Um, see, you know, what what can I learn today? Can I do something new today? Because I think what lockdowns really done, and this this is, has made us think slightly. Difference and, and made us maybe attempt to do things we've never ever done before like recording a podcast dave <laughs>
0: <laughs> just on that when you said uh do things that you've never done before is there other than obviously recording a podcast is there anything else that you've done differently as we're approaching pretty much 12 months now since the first lockdown that you did you didn't do before perhaps
1: Do you know one thing that has really struck me is when we went into the first lockdown and it was beautiful weather, wasn't it? And I'm fortunate enough, I live in a lovely little village that you sort of take for granted. And when we were allowed to go out and exercise and have our daily walks in the first lockdown, I used to go out walking with my daughter and my granddaughter. And it's amazing what I saw in the village, things I've never even seen, you know, behind the church, for example, there's a statue of the Gruffalo and the mouse, which I didn't even know was there. And my granddaughter loved it. So I think that is something that, you know, it's made me appreciate where I live. So I've been going out walking more and actually taking in. What I'm seeing as I walk around, which I think when you're busy and you're in a a normal life, you you tend not to do. So that's one thing I've been doing. I've started to do some jigsaws because the other thing when you're on screen all day which obviously many of us are in meetings or learning and you finish at the end of the day the last thing you want to do is go and sit in front of a tv or or you know even you know i do talk with family and friends over facetime but even that sometimes i think oh it's another uh device that have to sit and look in front of so finding something that's different so i've actually enjoyed doing uh, jigsaws it's just been quite pleasurable really and i've re- rediscovered my love for cooking as well so i'm doing a lot more cooking than i used to do i don't think i've any done anything particularly new as such um it's just it's just reacquainting myself with things that i used to love doing that i've stopped doing
0: a big thing that you've just said in the last two questions is about controlling the controllables
1: yeah definitely
0: and and you can only do what you can do you can have influence on certain things but ultimately in dealing with uncertainty you can only control what you can control you can't control the weather so there's no point in getting annoyed about if it's snowing or raining and it's stopping you from doing things. You can't control that, but but you can only control what what you can. Um, if you want more information on controlling the controllables, if you go back to episode one of our podcast series, we talk about that in a little bit more detail. My next question for you, Jill, is there or, or or what's something that you think people seem to misunderstand about you?
1: Let me think about this. Well, uh, you probably know, Dave, I'm quite a smiley person. Uh, I always try. My grandma once said to me when I was a little sulky teenager or even younger, I think, She said, Jill, just smile, she said, because your smile can brighten somebody else's day and you should always remember that. And it's something I've taken through life with me, really. And so um, I'm always smiling, I'm always happy. But unfortunately, that sometimes masks the fact that I might be having a bad day. And so I think some, some people might, think that my life's quite smooth and I never have a bad day and and that's wrong I do have bad days just like everybody else I find winter for example really difficult um, and I know that I've got to really take positive steps to pick my mood up, because my mood could drop with the cold weather and the dark days. Um, And so I have to work hard to make myself feel well. And um, I'm not sure people would see that in my personal, you know, my as I walk around the college as people see me, because I'm always happy. And I am. I always want to be, try and be happy, you know, because I think it's really important. And And I do think that a smile can brighten somebody else's day. So I take responsibility for doing that as well. But it doesn't mean that I don't have tough times along the way.
0: I absolutely agree with that. And I, and I think it comes for a lot of people are probably would say the same thing in answer to that question. And it comes to, to being kind to everybody because we you don't know what that person's going through their situation their circumstances so um whether that's in college whether that's out of college whether that's someone that you just pass in the street we we don't know what each other's going through So, so just smiling but that smile can hide a magnitude of, of different things
1: the other thing as well with that is if you're having you know if you're having a bit of a downer but you do smile at somebody they smile back and actually them smiling back at you makes you feel better so actually it works both ways doesn't it you know it gives you a boost you know it takes you out of what might be a bad day and suddenly picks your mood up as well so even though you might not feel like smiling and chatting at that moment if you do it probably will help you feel better as well
0: yeah, yeah. What what makes you feel inspired, Jill?
1: Oh, gosh, so many things, so many things. I mean, being at home with um, a toddler at the moment, I mean, I'm inspired by my little uh, granddaughter. Mm-hmm. When I see what she is learning to do and how she's developing and how she's trying things and having the the confidence as a child to do so many things. So she inspires me. My daughter's setting up her own business. She's inspiring me at the moment. When I'm at college, I'm inspired by our amazing staff, honestly. Um, And while we're in lockdown, of course, but just walking past classrooms and seeing them teach and just walking around the college and seeing everybody working and just the expertise they bring is fantastic. Our students, the the talents and and, um, skills that our students have are amazing. So to be honest, I'm pretty inspired by everything. I'm inspired by you, Dave, the fact you can run. I just tried Couch to 5K and I was a disaster. So there are things, you know, when I go and watch a performance, I'm inspired by all those talents of students who can play musical instruments and and dance and sing. I mean, just things I'd love to have been able to do, but I'm pretty rubbish at that. So, yeah, I'm inspired by lots of things.
0: I think on that I think uh, everyone has the ability to do pretty much anything if they turn their minds to it and it's that focus and determination to to pursue a dream or or a hobby or whether that is running whether it's a performance whether it's to be successful in a job and career and we've all got the 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 ability to do that if we we focus our minds and 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 push towards it and which if we just take a little, little time to go back in time for a minute here, Jill. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: If if you could speak to yourself when you was at college, so 16, 17, 18-year-old Jill, um, what would you tell yourself?
1: Um, I'd probably tell myself uh, not to look sideways. And, and what I mean by that is don't compare yourself to others I think we spend so much time looking sideways and seeing what everybody else does and then saying, you know, feeling well I can't do that and I can't do that instead of looking forwards and saying well I can and I'm going to try and you know, I think we spend a lot of time in our younger years comparing ourselves to others and and you're always going to feel a sense of failure because there's always going to be somebody who's better at you, uh, better than you at something but actually when you think about you're going to be better than them at something else, and that's what makes the world. So, I think that's my big reflection. I suppose the other thing that I've learned, not just from that age, but uh, probably through my life really, is perfectionism doesn't exist, or it shouldn't exist. Um, I had a time in my early career where I liked when I was being interviewed, telling the interviewer that I was a perfectionist, and I thought that was a really good trait to have. But as I've got older, I've realised it's not actually because because you're always striving perfection and you're always going to be disappointed because you can't be nothing's perfect because once you get to somewhere you want to do better and so that's something I've really learned and actually I worry that if people say the perfectionist they're going to burn out and they're going to stress out and and so actually I don't think that's such a positive trait anymore actually so that's another reflection
0: and, and the way you saying about perfectionism and, and living in the here and now and, and doing your best you can in the situation so an, an interesting article that i read about destination syndrome it's called which is uh, where people always want to go to the next thing so for example at the moment we're looking at coming out of lockdown when we come out of lockdown we want to go on holiday when we go on when we're on holiday well what's the next thing well, what's the next thing what's the next thing? and for forever jumping forwards onto the next thing rather than living in here and now and and making the most of the situation that we're in which I know is difficult to see at the moment with us having these restraints on us and, and not being able to do exactly what it is we want to do but there are quite a few positives to come out of this and I know you've just said some earlier on, Jill, about things that you've done differently, slightly differently than you did pre- Um, lockdown so there are still positives that we can take from this experience that is going to help us and aid us in the future when we when things are lifted a little bit more
1: absolutely I mean do you know Dave just on that my two sisters uh, live in literally within you know a a stone's throw of of where I do we all live very close I'm a mum and dad Um, and my two sisters I didn't really used to see that often, but because of the first lockdown, we started doing Facetime twice a week with mum and dad. And you know, I've really re-engaged with my two sisters and their families. Not that I didn't before, but just in a different way, and it's been it's been really lovely. And and you know, the other thing as well is perhaps before lockdown, before all this started, did we really appreciate the fact that we could just go and have a coffee with somebody? We could just go for a walk with somebody. We could just meet up with somebody. So actually, in some ways, it's done us a favour because I think it'll make us appreciate the really small things that we used to do and take for granted that we, at the moment we can't do.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Last couple of questions before we go. If we'll, we'll dream of going on holiday at some point, if if you got stranded, so we won't say we get, we're on holiday. If you got stranded and stuck on a desert island, but you knew that this was going to happen, what three things would you take with you if you was only allowed to take three things?
1: Oh, goodness me. Can't I allowed to take people?
0: No people. It's got to be objects.
1: Oh, it's got to be objects. Okay. What things. It's got to be objects. Okay. Uh, well, let me think what I would take. I would probably take a good book or probably has to be a kindle then I've got more than one book if I can only take one thing so probably a kindle so I could have so I could read I'd probably take a notebook and and you know I'm a list I'm, I make lists and I would probably make lists of when we came out of, of lockdown of what we could do but probably just to note my experiences down as well and if I was on a really lovely stranded desert island uh, that had sunshine and that's what I'm visualizing Dave I'd make sure I took a lot of sun cream <laughs> is that all right
0: <laughs> i won't ask how you uh intend on charging your kindle once it's gone but uh, that's true yeah we'll leave
1: absolutely it.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it as though <laughs> we'll leave
1: stories. it at that
0: leave it at that <laughs> so final question jill is there anything that you think i should have asked you that i haven't or anything else that you, you'd like to add
1: i don't think you've not asked me anything i suppose the other just a couple of other reflections i've got about um just trying to keep you you mental well-being healthy i do something that's very bizarre actually um and that is on the way into work in the morning I plan my day and uh, you know and when I look at what's happening that day there might be things that I think do you know what that meeting's not going to be quite as easy or I've got that report to do and I'm really not looking forward to doing that but I plan it all out but then on the way home at night I reflect on what my day's been and I congratulate myself on things that I've done to make myself feel good. Uh, So I'll say, do you know what? You tattled that report. You weren't looking forward to doing that, but you've done it. Uh, And that meeting went really well. And and I give myself a a pat on the back, but I also reflect on things that haven't gone well, um, of course. But then I try to put everything to bed then until I get home. So when I walk through the back door, I'm refreshed and, and I put work to bed and, and that, that self praise, it, it might sound a bit bizarre, but I think it really boosts your mood because, you know, if you're a student thinking, you know, I've got to tattle this piece of work and I don't know how to do it. You know, when you've done it, if you look back and say, do you know what? I've done that and, and it's, I've overcome that hurdle and, and just give yourself a bit of praise. I think that's really, really important. And I think the other, the other thing, and I think we've touched on this is you need to be kind to yourself as well as others. And and sometimes I forget the self-care bit of it and that, you know, things overtake you. I'm looking out for everybody else and just forget about Jill. And so you need to be kind to yourself as well as looking out for everybody else as well.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Jill.
1: You're very welcome.
0: I'd just like to remind everyone that's listened that we do still have all the support mechanisms in college that you would have when we're in normally. Um, you've obviously got your pastoral mentor. There's additional learning support. And um, There's obviously all your teaching staff as well. So please do reach out to us if you are struggling or you, or you want help or or just advice to on anything at all. We also have, as part of wellbeing, and as part of wellbeing week this week, um, our Thrive website, which is on the Blackpool 6th website. And as part of that, the student counsellors, College counsellors, rather that speak to students have set up a self-help website with tons of great resources on there for, for you to look through and to help. But thank you very much for listening. And thank you, Jill. Thanks very much. Bye.